This episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Discover all of our shows at slashandcast.network. Rob, you're hard. No, yeah. I'm not. He's a hater. No. He's a hater. Hello and welcome to the Gajecturina Horrors Podcast. With me is Laura. Hello. And Greg. Hey guys. And I'm your host, Rob. And we also have a fourth uh, participant tonight. We have Paige from Revere True Crime Podcast. Hi. Yeah, nice nice having you on the podcast. Thank you for taking time out of your schedule to come on and review a funny movie with us. No problem. Love it. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to, you know, say, you know, Paige, you know, what you do on your podcast, a little bit of an introduction. Do you want to explain what your show is about? Yeah, my show is called Reverie True Crime, and I basically research and write stories about true crime or eerie and paranormal events, and that's every Mondays at midnight, so. Nice, yeah. nice. It's it's pronounced Reverie? Uh-huh. Okay, let me do the opening again, because... Oh, this... <laughs> you, you were fine. People pronounce it either... <laughs> reverie or reverie so it you can I, it's either way i think i think i said neither of those though. <laughs> you didn't get either of those robin i think i said revere <laughs> oh. Paige, Paige, have you considered changing the name to revere i really should all right just checking <laughs> what is i'm gonna have to cut a lot of this out but what oh, is no. what does reverie mean um eileen from crime lapse well, we were trying to brainstorm through a name and she threw that out there and she was like, well, it means daydreaming. I said, well, I can turn that into like daydreams turn into nightmares. So mm. it, it just kind of came out of nowhere. <laughs> she recommended it and I went with it. You knew what that word? You've heard of that word, Greg? You were nodding along like you knew it. Yeah, I, I didn't know the connection, which is is really cool. Is that like a catchphrase that you say, though? Uh, um, sometimes. Nightmares? Yeah, I used to. And now I just... I just cold open usually instead of just going through all of that again. <laughs> yeah. Nice. That's cool. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, uh-huh. I mean, I wanted to ask you right away of just like your show and the subject matter you deal with. I mean, I think our, our stuff talking about horror movies is pretty horrific, but you deal with actual horrific yes. events. Yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy because the way that some cases happen is they will base it off of a movie or sometimes a movie can be based on, it goes both ways. So it's really not that far off from each other sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, Wow. That's, that's crazy. I mean, I I tell my wife all the time, like I can watch a pretty graphic horror movie, but documentaries of horrific events, I can't watch those. I'm just like, Whoa, I can't do that stuff. So kudos to you. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for shining a light on a lot of people. I know, uh, that have had horrific things happen to them. Cause I know there's a lot of stuff out there about, you know, these podcasts like you do, um, that actually are helping people out there in, in situations, which is really cool. I mean, we're just doing dumb shit over here. So you guys help people too. I mean, we all need to take a break and just chill and listen about movies, especially like horror movies. I love it. Y'all are doing very important work too Aww. for everyone. Thank you. Yeah. Of uh, course. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're we're in the gold room tonight. Pages, this is your first visit to the gold room from The Shining. 
Um, you know, do you, has Lloyd got you a drink yet? How are you? Do you like the gold room? How, how's it going tonight? <laughs> I, I love it. It is so beautiful. And I have a Dr. Pepper. I know y'all have something more interesting than me. <laughs> nice. I, I love Dr. Pepper. I had a drink back in the day when we first started this pod called the Dr. Rob. It was Dr. Pepper and Jack Daniels. So it's one of my go-tos. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, so um really but, uh, funny. How funny right now. Ooh, see I knew Whoa. me and I knew uh, Laura was the <laughs> most badass person on here. I knew it. <laughs> Hear that guys? Hear that? Yeah. I'm not disputing that. Not disputing that. Once an episode we see the fire in her eyes when I question her on something and it's it's usually over with. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's um true. Yeah, so so the reason Paige is on this week, it was it's conjecture choice. It's her movie pick. She picked 1996 The Craft. Uh, so let's just say a little bit of like, if we're wearing anything, what's going on? Let's start with the, let's leave Greg for last. He, this might be the most elaborate, uh, Laura, so <laughs> Laura, Laura, what do you, what do you got going on tonight? Laura? I'm not dressed as any specific character, but I have a full nineties, like Catholic school girl grudge goth look going on. I've got the really thick black eyeliner and that dark burgundy lipstick. And I have kind of too white makeup on my you know it's too white on my face and then i kind of just have some of their jewelry i've got some 90s hair clips and a cross earring and a choker she's killing it she's killing it i love the 90s i was born too it's bringing me back to middle school so hard right now i love it exactly Oh, it's the best. Uh, looks, it looks good, Laura. It looks good on Thank you. you. It, it goes perfectly with your Dr. Pepper uh, can you hold yeah. right there. It was nice. Yeah. I like it. You know? <laughs> um, yeah, for me, I, I'm I'm Fru Zabalk. I've done her, I've dressed her before in, in Return to Oz. So I have my choker on. I have necklaces. <laughs> I have bracelets I on. I have a wig. <laughs> Makes you look insane. This is all my wife's attire. She helped dress me tonight. Uh, so so that was fun. Um, and Greg, what are you, what are you wearing, Greg? Okay, I don't have any Dr. Pepper, unfortunately. Uh, I am wearing our <laughs> conjecturing uh, headphone jack sweatshirt, but I also have one piece of apparel. Hold on, let me, let me get it on. Yeah, let's see what Greg's oh, on. What's our like guess? I'm guessing a snake, right? He's going to come as oh. a snake? Hmm. No, he's going to have a snake. He's going to have a snake? I kept saying he's going to be the hobo with the snake. That Yeah. Oh, oh. that's what you think too, the hobo? Oh. So this is my... <laughs> 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 this is for the movie... Uh, you want to explain it, Greg? Are you wearing? <laughs> yeah, so it's it's craft uh, from from the movie uh, the craft. Oh I, I, no! Actually, I think this is the the sequel, directed, written, and produced by Jonathan Davis version. <laughs> but um, yeah, I've got like the craft logo right here, and you know the nice wow. blue, the red, and white. So there wow. you go. I like it. I, I think like you need it. to specify which craft logo <laughs> right now. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Full disclosure: This is the uh, the craft mac and cheese yeah. uh, logo straight up on my forehead. Right, I think here, that so. fits though. There was a lot of cheese in this movie. So awesome! Definitely a lot of cheese. Yeah, it's '90s. There's a lot of cheese in the '90s. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, nice, nice. I like it. I like it. Good job. Good job. Uh, okay, Paige, what about you? Do you got something going on tonight? Yeah, just a honestly, just a black shirt, and I think I am pretty much like Bonnie in the first half of the movie, where she doesn't like she's bathed in like a week. That is the look I'm sporting right now. <laughs> honestly, nice, nice, nice. Yeah, it was it was very very obvious in the beginning of this movie. Was up with Bonnie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> cool, cool, cool. Uh, yeah, so if anybody wants to see any of these pics, see what we're wearing, you got to check us out Twitter and Instagram at Conjecturing Pod. And also, like Greg said, with that merch shirt, check out our merch store, tpublic.com slash user slash Conjecturing Pod. So let's get to, I think, one of the biggest things Laura's been waiting for. Let's get to see what we're drinking tonight. Um, let me let me get the drop going here. What's in the cups? All right. Paige, Paige has like no idea. No, oh. I do. I do. I love that part. You love that? Oh, wow. Yes. That's good. Greg, That's all. Greg does not love that part. <laughs> Greg's been hearing that for over a year now. Rob, you refuse uh, to re-record that. I, no, I, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, he did give you an opportunity to re-record, but the second time around, it was worse. Yeah, so yeah I definitely you? lost like half my spirit in the, in the re-go. <laughs> You might need to do a glamour on yourself or something to get better oh, next time. Yeah. 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 Um, so what are we drinking tonight, Laura? We are drinking a black magic cocktail and it is made with black vodka and some simple syrup and lime juice and edible glitter, which makes it all shiny. And it's so pretty and I love it so much. Wow. Nice. I'm, I'm going to try that as soon as I can this week because... Now Laura's really gotten me like, I want to try it so bad. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good, except it is turning my tongue black. Oh, oh, oh my sweet. goodness. <laughs> Holy mackerel. You're getting more and more into character. I like it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. Nice. Nice. By the end, you might just like go back to the 90s in time or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Please. Just take yeah. me with you. Yeah. <laughs> We're going. We're going. That's funny. Well, great, great choice, Laura, for the drink this week. And, and the recipe we'll put on Twitter and Instagram and everything on our website, too. Uh, it'll be up there. Um, so, so let's get to a little bit of show news real quickly. We just want us to remind everybody listening that if they like our show, please rate, review uh, wherever you're listening to it on. Uh, do we have any follow-up from previous shows? I know Paige wasn't on, of course, last week. I don't know if she listened or not, but last week we did Laura's Pick Your Poison. We did So Extra. It was like, uh, how do you want to describe your your pick, Laura? It was the top five scene stealers from any horror-ish movie. So it just couldn't be the main, uh, this is for Rob, the main (laughs) one main character or the one main villain, but anyone secondary or below that. Oh yeah, let me let, let me ask Paige a question real fast, just to kind of round this out. Uh, Here so Paige, we go. You, you, you have you is. seen the have you seen the movie Seven with Brad Pitt? Oh, it's been years. Don't ask me about it. No, it's I'm been not, so long. <laughs> it's, it's not. This it's is going to be an easy question. It's not okay. trivia. Okay, so Morgan Freeman in that movie. Would you consider Morgan Freeman a main character in that movie? No, not a the uh, 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 uh. Morgan Freeman is pretty much gonna be a main character in any movie that he's in, mm-hmm, right? That's true. I agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that is true. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's how I. That's how I look at it. Like any movie that's got him or um, like Samuel L. Jackson, even if he's got a small part, it's you're gonna look at him like, okay, you're the main guy. That was our big debate or argument last week on my part was me yelling at Greg that Morgan Freeman is a main character in that movie. So he shouldn't have been considered as an extra or supporting character in that movie. Unless you're asking a question like that, though, unless you're saying one of the supportive characters, which you would have to go by the script and you could do it that way. I mean, I, I mean, I can even argue more in saying Morgan Freeman's actually is the main character in that movie. They follow his narrative from the beginning to end. I, I'm sorry, but you're wrong. If he were to be up for an Oscar, he would have been up for best supporting. Actor That's what that I'm movie. talking about. It oh, depends okay, on so, how he's listed. Okay. So everybody's against me. <laughs> Three okay, to one. All right. Yeah. Okay, all right. Well. All right, put my head in a box then. Okay, so we're done with that. Greg's okay, just right. drinking. He's like, this is fantastic. Yeah, I know. Greg doesn't even have to defend himself. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay, oh, well, do you guys have anything anything else from that episode? Anything else you want to talk about? That was it. 
Yeah. Okay, all right, all right. Let, let's move on then before I get angry again. Okay, uh, so, um, so like like we said, we're doing uh we're doing the craft this week. This is Paige's pick. So, Paige, why did you want to review this movie? This is one of my favorite movies from the '90s, but it's also one of the first darker movies that I can remember seeing as a preteen teenager that was like all women, and it was. It was really strong, and I really, I don't, I don't know. I've just been so into this movie for decades, so I was like, have y'all done this yet? I really want to do it. <laughs> yeah, I think I gave her a list of a couple, and, and that was one where she was just like, yes, oh my god, I want to do the craft. <laughs> and I was like, perfect. I'm like, we wanted to throw it on here because Greg had never seen it. Yeah, that's unbelievable to me. Damn. Yeah, we don't know what kind of, he was a cool jock in high school or something like that. That's why he didn't watch it, or, or what was Too going busy on? eating mac and cheese. I didn't watch any movies back then. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's probably yeah. Rough. Watch the faculty like a hundred times. <laughs> uh, that's true. Yeah. yeah, that was my teen horror movie for sure. Oh, uh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so before we get into more of the movie here, let's do our horror segment of the week. Uh, we got a question this week. Let me get the drop going here. Okay, so uh, Laura, you came up with this question. Laura, what's our question this week? Okay, the question is, what one witchy power or spell, specifically from the craft lore, would you want, but you can't choose immortality? Hmm, interesting, interesting. So uh, do one of you guys want to go first? Anybody want to go first if they're super confident in theirs? I have I have two, actually. I oh, two? Choose. Yeah, it's wow. really hard. You're the, you're the guest. You can have two powers. I think yeah. it's appropriate. Yeah. Well, it's just, okay, I have a tie. So it's between teleportation and being able to talk to those who have crossed over. Those are the two that I'm struggling with so bad. I'm like, I love both of those. I might have to pick teleportation, though, hmm. because that cuts the that cuts down your airfare, your gas, <laughs> all of that. Like, you don't have to pay for that. You can just go where you want to when you want. You don't have to deal with COVID or yeah. you know, social, nice. <laughs> social distancing. Really so I like yeah. I, 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 I like that you're using your power for like practical reasons. Like that's, that's the best response. Cause then if it comes back to you threefold, that you're not, you'll be okay. You yeah. know, maybe, maybe you'll come back to you threefold and you'll have to like wait maybe an extra three hours for your <laughs> transportation to work or something like that, but nothing horrible. I mean, I'm right. nervous for my pick if it comes back threefold, but, uh, what do you think? Uh, what's yours, Laura? What do you got? I'm going with clairvoyance, you guys. And mm. clairvoyance is the ability to gain information about an object, person or place. And, you know what? As much as I don't like how they turn power hungry in this movie, spoiler on how I feel, uh, <laughs> I feel like I kind of am power hungry. I want to know it all. Wow. That's very, that sounds dangerous. Yeah. That sounds dangerous. It is. It's very dangerous. <laughs> you don't want to be. That's the, that's definitely the thing where when, do you want to be able to read people's minds? I don't think that you do. I think yeah. only if I can turn it off when I, when I want to. Hmm. Mm, yeah. I think that would be a curse if you could never turn it off and you just hurt oh, yeah. everybody at mm. once. I mean, that would actually drive Oof, you insane. Yeah. That's true. That's what happens at the end of your power, Laura, when it comes back threefold on you. That's what happens. You have to hear everybody, yeah. animals. You got to hear everything talking. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Uh, what about you, Greg? What'd you pick? I'm picking from this movie. There's that scene where they're they're driving in the car and they're going down the street and they hit a red light and they decide to turn <laughs> it green. That's my power. <laughs> I just I want to change the lights from red to green. You know, when you get to like 11 p.m., 12 at night, you want to get some Del Taco. You're the only <laughs> one at the intersection, but it's still time for like the midday peak hour. You're just like, you know what? I need that green. Bam. I want to do that move too, where you like, you make your finger into like a gun and you shoot it and it turns green. And 
<laughs> go right through hey, this is really oh funny and i don't know if you want greg you might want us to cut this out but this cracks me up because the profession that greg is in like <laughs> civil engineering <laughs> has a lot to do with this. And every time my husband and I are at a red light that's taking too long, we literally have been using this joke for over a decade. We're like, fucking Greg, come out here and fix this shit. <laughs> so that's clearly why you why you picked this. Yeah, we can. I still, yeah. get, I still get texts every now and then. Now I can actually be like the, the signal genie. Yes. Yeah. You you would just you would just be <laughs> like, like text, text me at the intersection and I'll change it green for you. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, wow. That's interesting. Oh, okay. I don't know how that's, that's going to so come funny. back threefold to you, Greg. I don't know what's going to happen there, but, uh, well, I think it's, it's, it's the page effect, right? Like I'm going to, you know, one day just, I'll be stuck for like 10 oh. hours at a light. Et- eternity. No, eternity. Yeah. At a light. At, yeah. Eternal, well, that's, that's more than threefold. That's like you're, 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 at the, you're, you're at the red light of life. Yeah. You're just stuck in purgatory. <laughs> forever. That sucks. Oh, sorry, Greg. Just wear that craft hat. You'll be okay, man. Okay. Right yeah. Um, <laughs> For me, I chose dream and dream manipulation. So I can go into people's dreams. I can see oh, what's you're happening. Sick. Yeah, that's sick. <laughs> I <can go. laughs> well, I, I don't I haven't been in your guys' dreams yet, so I don't know how sick <laughs> you guys are actually. Uh but I actually want to do this because I honestly we've had this conversation before. I don't really dream a lot. I have dreams every once in a while. These guys, these guys have fucked up dreams. I yeah. do too. Oh, they're too? bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would like to go into your guys' dreams and experience these crazy shenanigans you guys are getting no, into. You oh, you really don't, though. Maybe I can go in and help you. You know, maybe maybe I could be like a, a superhero of dreams. I'm like the <laughs> dream hero, you know, something like that, you know? No? <laughs> I almost feel like there's some butterfly effect shit happening. Oh, like you, yeah. Something up in our brains. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't like it. Okay. Stay out of my oh. brain. Stay out of my dreams. <laughs> stay out of yeah. dreams. Okay. All right. Okay. I'll, I'll try to stay out of there, Laura. I'll try to stay out of there. Um, but good answers, you guys. Good answers. I like them all. Uh, if anybody wants to email us and their answers from this question, you can hit us up conjecturingpod at Gmail, Twitter, Instagram at conjecturingpod, or you can leave us a voicemail on our website, podpage.com slash conjecturingpod. Um, so let's, uh, let's get to the movie now. It's time to, let's cast our spells. Let's cast our spells and get to the movie this week. Uh, so like we said, spoiler warning up front. We're going to talk about this movie in detail. I mean, this movie's been out for fucking 30 years or something like that. You feel like you should know by now, except Greg, because he only didn't know about it. Um, so like I said, we're doing the craft 1996 movie director is Andrew Fleming. Uh, I actually wanted to look him up because I, of course, didn't hear about him before. And I, I saw he did 1999's Dick movie. It's a movie about Richard Nixon. Oh, starring, I love that yeah, movie. Kirsten Dunst and Michelle oh. Williams. Uh, so that was oh right after gosh. that was right after this movie. Yeah. Uh, then he did 2007's Nancy Drew. So he has a theme in some of his movies of female characters because I think he wrote and directed them all. So um, that's kind of interesting. Beyond that, he mostly does television episodes here and there. But uh, um, a budget of this movie, $15 million. Box office, $55.6 million. So let's make a good amount, especially for the 90s. Like that's a good amount yeah. of money, you know. Um, Laura, do you want to do interesting facts? Okay, before I go off on interesting facts, though, and maybe we should have done this in other episodes, and I apologize, but I feel like this movie needs a trigger warning to anyone listening. There are some really serious things in this movie. Yeah, like there's suicide or potential suicide. There's rape. I could see that, though. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess trigger warning. If you don't want to hear that stuff, uh, you know, you can go listen to Return to Oz episode also with Fruzabal. Okay, so just getting into it. So Andrew Fleming, the director, states in the DVD commentary that a PG-13 rating was sought. 
they followed all of the guidelines to earn that rating, but in the final outcome, the film was rated R because the film deals with teenage girls using witchcraft, which I'm sorry, that's why this has an R rating because of the witchcraft. <laughs> this was rated R? Yeah, I read that today too. Wow. I read that. They were like, we we followed the rules by the book, but since it was all girls and they were using witchcraft on people, they were like, nope, rated R. I was like, wow. you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. That's crazy. I feel like that's the least of the worries <laughs> yeah. here on how to get an R rating. Exactly. But okay. Yeah, they're, they're like, they're like, Skeet Ulrich, you're fine in this movie. Do whatever you, but witchcraft on women? No, we don't have to yep. want that. <laughs> exactly. We don't want them having all the power. Yeah, no. exactly. exactly. Yeah. Oh my God. Maybe <laughs> oh it's run by half God. of our government. Jeez, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Uh, uh, this came from an official website of the film. They said that the crew had to return to the location a second time to complete filming that had that had been interrupted by several weird occurrences that even caused a witch consultant by the name of Pat Devon to raise an eyebrow. As the fog rolled in at midnight, the four actresses used actual Wiccan rituals and language to invoke powerful forces. Uh, that's when Feruza Bulk's character Nancy attempts to invoke the deity Manon. Apparently, a flock of bats hovered over the set and the tide rose dramatically, uh, taking out their candles. And so the witchcraft consultant, Devin, recalls that Manon, who is a fictitious creation for the film, sounds very close to Manonon, which is an actual real <laughs> Gaelic oh, wow. god of the sea. So that's super creepy. Wow. Why would you choose, why would you choose like a, a deity that was so close? Yeah. I don't know. They were asking for it. That's they like were. that's like creating a seance and, and chanting to Seta. <laughs> not, it's like, like he's not going to catch on. We, we didn't. Act, we didn't actually say it. We didn't actually say it. It's like, yeah. Uh, and even adding on to this, the director also quoted that every time the girls started the ceremony, and only when they would start the ceremony. The waves would start coming up tremendously fast. Okay, we already know that. Then right when Nancy says her line, Manon, fill me, right at that exact moment, they lost power on the set. Oh my God. God, I would have cried. <laughs> I oh, mean, too. man. Oh my God. Maybe that's why Fruza Balk like, didn't have a career after this movie for like 10 years until she was in Waterboy. Like, <laughs> what the heck? American History X. Yeah, I guess. But that, that feels like a lot later, too. That feels yeah, like quite a bit. True. It's not like she went straight. And she's great in this movie. We'll get into it, but I think she's yeah. great in this movie. But maybe she had bad juju. Yeah, I don't know. Huh. Well, here's a little fun tidbit after all of that heavy stuff. Uh, both Angelina Jolie and Alicia Silverstone were considered for the role oh, of wow. Sarah Bailey, which obviously later went to Robin Tunney. But I, I just can't. I can't see them being her, you know? she was. She's kind of just so natural. That it's just, it would be weird for Angelina to be in that role, I think. Very weird. <laughs> this is this is before Clueless or I after think Clueless? This, it's, I think it might be after. It's really? right around the same time, Right around the though. same frame? Hmm. So yeah. how, could, how could you go from Clueless to this? I don't know. Yeah. Huh. Wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. Kind of weird, right? Yeah. Uh, okay, Laura, you want to do cast? Yeah, so we've got Robin, Tanya, Sarah, obviously Feruza Bulk as Nancy, Nev Campbell as Bonnie. I will try really hard not to refer to her as Sydney tonight. I really will. <laughs> I'll try my best. Uh, we have Rachel True as Rochelle, Skeet Ulrich as Chris, and Christine Taylor as Laura. Oh, her character's so awful. I'm so I sad know. her name is Laura in this movie. <laughs> I know. What, if, 
what if your what if your mom came to you, Laura, and was like, I named you after her in that no, movie? No, that's oh. ridiculous. My sister named me, so just Oh, your sister your, named you? Oh, well, that yeah. makes it even more sense. Your sister probably didn't want you because you would take all the attention. She's like, let's name her. Sister was Laura. ten years old when I was born. This movie wasn't even out yet. Oh, okay. So, all right, all right, okay, all right. Okay. Don't get don't get mad at me, Laura. Don't get mad at me. All right. I'm sorry. Okay. It's just so easy for me to get mad. <laughs> I know my hair is gonna start falling out. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay, yeah, just, oh, like, just like you said, Laura, with with saying Neb Campbell as Sydney, I'm gonna have trouble referring to Fruza Balk as not Dorothy. Well, whatever happens, happens. Yeah, we'll yeah, allow yeah, it. Okay. yeah, yeah. Just as long as we don't say Mananan or whatever it was. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not say that. I said it once now, so if I if I disappear, guys, you guys know why. Yeah. Yeah, I'm nowhere near the coast, so if water comes into my apartment, that's crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, Laura, you want to do oh. synopsis? Sure. So the craft is about three wannabe witches who notice a new girl who had just moved to their school. They're wannabe witches. <laughs> they're poster posers? <laughs> yeah, they're posers. Poser witches? I thought they were legit in the beginning. <laughs> had, have you seen them do anything? Okay, let, let me, okay, okay, let okay, me okay, get okay. through the synopsis. Sorry, 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 sorry. Okay. <laughs> Uh, there's a new girl who has just moved to their town in LA and she actually has power. She has telekinesis. And so they notice that and they need a fourth witch in order to fulfill some of their spells. Uh, with Sarah as their north, they get the whole north, south, east, west of the circle. And she will allow them to successfully cast spells on other people and themselves and uh, once they are successful in that, they become pretty power hungry. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I mean, right away, like there's there's four uh, what not coordinates, but four cardinal directions. Yeah. W- w- who wants to take what? We got four of us here. Who wants north, <laughs> south, east, west? <laughs> or you can just say what they actually mean. I think it's like water, fire, air, and what's the other one? Earth. Earth. Yeah. So who 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 wants what? Wait, I can't take uh, I can't take heart. I can't go the Captain Planet route. <laughs> No, heart. <laughs> no, no, that's phenomena. No, oh gosh! Oh, shit. <laughs> oh no, I said it again. Oh no, oh, that's two. Oh, All right, that's two. It's gonna be like three times, and he's gonna pop out of a mirror. Um, <laughs> I think Laura is definitely fire. You get pretty fiery, Laura. So I'm west. Yeah, you're west. You're fire. Yeah, if I keep saying this M name, I'm definitely gonna be water eventually. So, what about Dear you, Greg? East. Yeah, I'm east. Okay, Greg. What about you? You want to be you want to be earth or uh, wind? Um, let's do. I like air. wind. Air. Oh, air. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Air's potato. Cool. Potato. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which one are you gonna be, Greg? Air. I'm doing air. You're gonna be air because you farted in the Blair Witch tent. Is that why? <laughs> No air because air, you know, air, he's from the north. You know, oh. air is uh, air is flexible. It's it's not stuck in a single place. It can move around, and yet it, it has strength uh, when it when it focuses itself. Okay, uh, that's uh, awesome because I was gonna pick Earth, so I'm kind of glad you picked air. Great. There we go. Let's, let's cast a spell, guys. Let's hey, let's yeah. go. Yeah. This is getting a little. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, starting to sweat a little bit. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's let's get let's actually just start. Let's start with something different this time. Usually we start with like the opening of the movie and this and that, but I actually just want to start with with like anybody's first watch uh, stories of this movie, other than Greg because he hadn't seen it up to then. So does anybody have any first watch stories or feels of the first time they saw? I know Paige talked about why she picked it is that nostalgia of when she saw it back in the day. So does anybody want to start with like the first time they watched it? I want to hear Paige's first watch if you remember. Are you sure? <laughs> Yes. I do actually remember. Oh, that's so exciting. 
It was at a sleepover, and I just remember I was either 10 or 11, and I remember that we tried the light as a feather, stiff as a board thing, and we tried it all the time. And that is one of the biggest things that I really remember getting out of that movie, is really trying to do the spells, and especially that one. And... (laughs) We would even get so obsessed about it that we did it at school. We would go into the girls' bathroom and, like, this girl was laid on the floor and we were like, light as a feather, stiff as a board. And we were trying not to laugh. And it was just so fun. Never, never worked. You never looked. It it? never worked. No. Dang. (laughs) Unfortunately. Yeah. (laughs) What about you, Laura? Did you do anything like that? Literally the exact same story. I I mean, we we watched this in middle school. And, uh, yeah, just every sleepover, we'd either watch it or we would talk about it. Every sleepover had the light as a feather, stiff as a board. I mean, we did that so many times. It was ridiculous. So, yeah, I think just, you know, when this movie came out, it appealed to that middle school, high school female viewer. And it was Hmm. we'd never seen anything like it before. And it was also kind of it was fun because it was kind of like this is an intro to horror. You know, this isn't like a this isn't your typical horror movie. I mean, I think it helped. You know, it was like a gateway to Scream. Like, I think I was able to handle my first time I saw Scream because of this movie. Thank God. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it was just it was huge, I think, for a young female just to see these women that they're witches. They know how to cast spells on people like, because so in, in horror movies aren't yeah. i mean traditionally women are always just typically running from the the threat yes, right exactly. and there was there was that quote that i actually loved in this movie so much where the bus driver says watch out for the weirdos and then you know nancy turns around and she goes like mister we are the weirdos yeah. and that, that pretty much set the tone yeah. and that was like and that's exactly what you're talking about it's like they're actually being empowered they're not just you know, running from somebody or, or being the, the victim. It's like they're the threat. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely watched this later in life. I wasn't like in high school being like, come on, guys, let's go watch The Craft. You know, I probably <laughs> I probably would have got beaten up or something like that if I tried to do that back in the day. But but I did tell the story. I forget what episode was that we did at one slumber party do light as a feather, sip as a board. And the, they made fun of me and told me they couldn't lift me because I was fat. And I was like, I just went and hit in the corner. So Listen, this is the other thing about that movie, though. Because me as an outcasted, bullied little girl felt super seen in this movie, too. Oh, wow. Because I was like, wow, I've never watched uh, many movies at all where the girls kind of had that alternative style. Or for me, like, like I couldn't afford to dress like the other kids anyway. So I was out here looking crazy to me. And I see these girls and I'm like, wow, but they're really pretty and they're different and they don't look like these preppy kids at my school that are bullying me. So I just felt mm-hmm. like, wow, like this is just awesome for me as yeah. like someone to look up to in a way, in certain ways. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Wow. So did you have a certain character you kind of like zoned in on to be like, oh, that's me. I'm I'm her. You know what I mean? Well, um, I really liked when I was little. I just remember... Um, Sarah seemed like the most typical, like, girl next door type. So I kind of hated towards her a little bit, but there was definitely something about each one hmm. 
that I could have mixed in a little bottle and it could have been me. Like, it was just, yeah. it's something about each one for sure. Even Feruza? Yes. I mean, she, the, like the whole, like, gothic, like, she really embodies that gothic girl. And I just really loved when I was little, like, her whole look and her style. You know, a lot of us can relate to her character. I mean, getting vengeance for your friend and stuff well, like that, too. Yeah, absolutely. She clearly didn't belong. They were at a private school. We know that she didn't have a lot of money. So, like, I almost feel like she probably just felt like she really didn't belong there. And yeah, didn't... and her home life was shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Huh, interesting. What about you, Greg? Who do you want to be from this movie? <laughs> <laughs> if you say Skeet Ulrich. Oh, you're out. You're yeah, out. Come on, Greg. Don't say that, Greg. We're replacing you with Paige. <laughs> I, I do like Paige. I, I do like what you were saying though about picking a little bit from everybody because to me that's a sign of good character development. If if there's something that you can relate to in everybody, at least like the main characters, you know, I don't yeah. think you ever want there to be a main character where you have absolutely no nothing in common with because then that person doesn't become someone you can relate to or you care about. And then I think from a movie watcher's perspective that gets lost a little bit so that's cool to hear that i, oh, I mean good point and and they all have their own struggles i mean we'll i'm sure we'll get into this but they all have things that they're trying to overcome and, and challenges that are they feel like are holding them down but in in such different ways so i i definitely i can resonate with that i mean we can all we've all had things that we've dealt with either out of our control or things that made us feel insecure or frustrated or you know whatever and just you know wish that we could have some kind of power to to step over it and, and squash it. So yeah, I totally resonated with that. Wow. Good good answer, Craig. Good answer. I feel like I can't see what I was gonna say now because it'll make me look really bad, but uh <laughs> you were gonna no, say No, no, you Chris. have to say it. Gotta <laughs> do it. I'm definitely not skeet. That guy is a trash bag. I can't be that guy. But uh I, I you know who I actually when I watch this movie, I actually like the Breckenmeyer guy. You know Breckenmeyer? Oh, but he's a jerk too. Well <laughs> I I agree. But that is like kind of like me in high school. Like I was like the friend of like maybe not the cool kids, but the friend of the friend. And I would uh -huh. be the one liner guy that would make jokes and this and that. And I that's probably me more or less in this movie. Can we also talk about how that actor is in every 90s movie? Yeah. Hocus Pocus, I think. Um, He's in Clueless. He's like the yes. skater guy. Yes. Yes. That's who I'm thinking of. Yeah. He is. The 90s. Like, when he I see him, 90s. I'm like, wait, you have been in so many of these movies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he plays funny. the same type of character and everything. Like, it's kind of his character. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Well, good answers, you guys. Good answers. You know, uh, Greg's is way better than mine. Uh, so let's just start. <laughs> let's start with the opening of this movie now. But let's get into the opening of this movie. I thought it was very interesting. Uh, the opening, you have a little bit of a seance going on. Then you have, like, a hard cut to some 90s music. Uh, and then like a the montage so it, oh. to me, it, it felt like a Buffy episode or like yes. to me a super, or a supernatural yes. episode. <laughs> like, like you have the cold open, you have the music. And as a moot, as a, I'm watching as a movie, it felt odd. Cause I'm like, this feels like a TV show. Did anybody feel like that? Or what, yeah. do, you, what do you think, Laura? That's exactly how every nineties movie. Felt. Yeah. I was going to say, I think that's a, that's a lot of nineties movies for sure. Yeah. But I feel like all anytime in this review, I'm going to point out something I maybe didn't like. That's going to be your guys' response to the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> there was an explosion in the opening when the title came up. I mean, 
you're like flying through the clouds and there's an explosion. I thought, whoa, where'd that explosion come from? That was awesome. So 90s. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Let's talk about like, like the music thing. Cause it starts you off right away with some nineties music. I mean, one thing, my wife watched this one with me. She only watches a couple of movies. This one, she was super happy to watch. The music, one thing is like, it is it is good 90s music. I recognize almost all the songs, but mm-hmm. I've never seen a movie that has so much music in it. Like yeah. you're talking every other scene is like another music. And I was just kind of like, it kind of threw me off at points. But what, what do you think, Paige? Did you enjoy the music? Do you think it was too much? Well, I'm kind of biased, I guess. I don't think there can ever be too much music. So I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> living for it myself. <laughs> nice, nice. What about you, Laura? Yeah, when it's that like good of a soundtrack, how can you... I Like, I... Do you guys ever have that moment where you're listening to some random playlist and it's fire? Like, every song that just plays, yeah. you're like, yes. I love this song. <laughs> oh my God, I love this song. And it's like, it's all random. You don't know what to expect, but every song that comes on, you're like, yes. And you're just in the best mood and you're hyped. It's kind of what it's like yeah. watching a good, strong 90s movie that has like a really good soundtrack. So. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, I, I'm also very biased. Clearly. Oh, okay. All right. I, I feel like we're. I, I'm, I'm sensing a theme tonight. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Greg, Greg, can you back me up? Or are you going to be on this '90s theme bandwagon? What's happening? No, I I dug the music so much. Oh, I it's just uh, me. Okay. About halfway, I thought, oh, this soundtrack is great. Something about it made me feel at home, and the music was so perfectly you know, place for the scene. Sometimes they would add in this kind of like a gypsy type of sound, but then throw in like that 808 like bass when something was going down that made it a little bit more modern. And it, and it was, it was great. A lot of good acoustic music. And, you know, I didn't really recognize to be honest with you, any of the artists or the songs, but it was just the vibe, the sound, you know, of the songs that really that, that fit the movie. I thought it was great. One of my favorite things about the movie was the music. Wow. This is uh, not going the way I thought it was going to go. Okay. All right. <laughs> Rob, I like you just, you have to understand to talk about the opening. We have to talk about the overall vibe and that's not just music. That's like all of the aesthetics. Yes. It's just their outfits. I mean, Oh man. Wound worthy. Okay. I mean, it's just, <laughs> It's fantastic. So I think, you know, for a lot of people watching, especially the opening, you're just digging it. It doesn't matter what is happening. You're like, this is so my I agree. I agree. (laughs) Like I need to hold my tongue. (laughs) I want to hear it, though. I want to hear somebody that doesn't have the same opinion, too. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. Um, So you're going to hear it. Yeah. Um, So. (laughs) So. Um, for, for me, like I said, I'm, I'm kind of already thrown off in the beginning of this movie by the opening, by the music. And I, but even though I dug the music, you know, here and there. Um, but, but one thing I could not get past, and that is, uh, what is the main character's name? Nancy? Sarah. Sarah. Mm-hmm. I could not get past the wig she's wearing this whole movie. That's because you've seen Empire Records. So, you know, <laughs> see, I didn't know until today, to be fair, that she had on a wig. Really? And so when I found out that she was wearing a wig, I was like, what? And I never would have thought that on my first watch, which I don't really catch those kind of things. You know, I just never have really. So didn't even notice it. Rob, are you like a wig expert? Like, how can you tell oh, well, if I'm, someone's wearing a wig? I'm, I'm wearing a wig tonight. So, yeah. But see, I know the answer to this because <laughs> Rob and I have talked. We've talked about Empire Records before. We both really oh, like that movie. Okay. And so she had just finished filming that. She's bald in that movie. But yeah, I mean, I always thought that she had unnaturally beautiful hair. 
<laughs> but I never True. knew it was a wig. Like, the, okay, like that's why. <laughs> no, in my defense, Laura, I didn't. I forgot that fact while watching this movie. I didn't know she had a wig on. I didn't know that's sure? why. I swear to God, I'm not lying right now because I was watching this with my wife, and I was like, "Oh my God, that's totally a wig." I noticed it right away, and then I kept thinking in my head, "I know there's this scene where she changes her hair color," and I was like, "Oh, maybe it has to do with that. Maybe they that's why they has a wig so it'd be easier to transition." And, but that's it. But when they did the scene, I'm like, wait, they're doing shitty CGI. Like, I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what the wig is for until I after I'd done watching the movie, then I start researching what's going on. I'm like, oh, like you said, Empire Records shaved your head. I didn't know that before that. I just noticed it right away oh. being a wig expert like I am. You are that, a wig expert. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it just it, it would just bug me right away. I'd be like, oh my God, I clearly can tell it's a wig, you know? But uh why do you hate women, Rob? No, oh kidding. no, oh no. <laughs> Totally kidding. <laughs> yeah, don't go into my dreams, guys. Don't go into my dreams. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, do you guys want to spot out any of the other characters' openings? I mean, you have you have hers going to her house. It's another rainy scene. I know Laura and Greg are already loving it in the first five minutes of this movie. <laughs> Ooh, this is where I get angry. They're supposed to be in Los Angeles, California. It is raining. I feel like through most of this movie so hard. I'm sorry. That is very unrealistic. It does not rain that much or storm that much in LA. Maybe in the 90s it did. Someone check the almanac. I feel like climate change didn't hit us as hard back then. Yeah, that's probably true. seasons. I don't know. Come on. You you live in like LA County. You don't know? It it rains hard sometimes, you know? Like one time a year. Yeah, I was gonna say not that much. Though. Oh, come on! It, it was uh, it was phenomenon. It was him. He was raining. Yeah. Oh my god, that's phenomenon. <laughs> Rob, you added an extra. You add an extra syllable every time you. Yeah, I know. By the end of the show, it's gonna be manamana, manamana. It's gonna be a song. It's gonna be a song at the end. Yeah. Oh, I keep thinking of that rap song like manana, manana. <laughs> All right, Master P. You just summoned him three times, Laura. How dare you! <laughs> <laughs> oh man okay all right uh so what, what other character intros do we have we have well, it's pretty much just nancy by herself and then you have uh the three girls in the school in their introduction of just you know i mean i mean you also have ski orich introduction which she comes off as a creeper right away i mean does anybody feel like me of like why you know i miss his long hair from scream I know oh, it was yeah. after this, yeah. movie, but his hair is kind of creepy in this movie. It's all like a like a high fade, but curly. It's it's weird looking, you know. <laughs> yeah, he definitely does doesn't look like what we picture when we say when we talk about him. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, does anybody want to talk about any of the other introductions of the characters in particular? I didn't like you know, early on in the movie when you see Sarah join the school as a new student. She jumps in the classroom, and just the one thing that kind of grinded my gears was. And it's it's just something that's kind of hard to it's a trope that's hard for me to digest now. It's that blatantly obnoxious student, you know, when the teacher calls upon him and he's like, it, it was a uh, it was oh Breckenmeyer. It, yeah, it was Breckenmeyer. Mm-hmm. And he said something yeah. like, you know, he was asked to say something in French and it was like Trace Bien, Professora. And then his friends are like, <laughs> <laughs> like I, I get it was tough for me that really just it was like nails on a chalkboard because you see that in every tv show and movie now but you know i had to take a step back and be like, hey this is like still the 90s you know that was still kind of funny and um you know it's when you frame it in it in its time it kind of makes sense so yeah i mean it was very obvious that those were the class clowns like the a-holes of the school um hey, watch out now that was me come on oh that's right <laughs> <laughs> I guess true. 
<laughs> yeah, oh, I didn't take no. I didn't take I didn't take French class. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, the the one scene, I mean there's two scenes in particular, I think in the beginning they're actually important and I don't know if you guys like them or not, is the scene where when she's doing the thing with her pencil on her desk and it's like floating by itself mm-hmm. and this and that, and then you cut to, you know, uh Nev Campbell and she's like has like shocked look. Did you guys like that scene? I did. I did. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't just... shocked. It was like, oh my God, this is our girl. I thought part of that was, was a little bit weird. The fact that she would just exhibit her wit skills in front of the classroom <laughs> people. But, you know, if she's thinking you that no really one's looking at her. realize, like, she didn't take it very seriously. She just, you know, because even when she explains it later, she's like, yeah, sometimes I guess I think things and weirdly it just happens. So she didn't really take she's it that seriously. She's pretty casual about it, yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I just thought, I thought Nev Campbell's reaction of like, oh my God, like this is the witch. And I'm like, I think I balanced the pencil before. Like I don't. All right, let's see it. Yeah, do it. Because when I saw <laughs> this movie, I tried to do it when I was little and I couldn't do it. Oh, yeah. I didn't see if mine was sharp or not, but it was, you know, I did it once. <laughs> <laughs> she suspended it in place and it twirled in circles for like 20 seconds. Well, Rob, yeah. we can do it now. When, when they cut to that scene and just like digging into the table, I'm like, okay, that's pretty badass. But I wish they would have cut to that and then went to Nev Campbell, not Nev Campbell just seeing the pencil and being like, oh my God, she's like the greatest powerful witch ever or something like that, you know? <laughs> I don't know. But uh, yeah, I mean, the only other scene that I thought was kind of weird is, is Skeet Ulrich little introduction when he talks about the girls uh, sitting there and being like, oh, you know, what's your name? She's a slut. And the other girl is burned with scars. And then he didn't even mention the other girl. And I was like, what exactly. the hell? How racist, you know? Like, why didn't he even mention her? Yeah. You know? I was I like, mean, that's, that's, the, that's the theme for the movie is that she's just either forgotten or she is attacked for her race, like, throughout this movie. So it, it makes perfect sense. I mean, I guess. I mean, it's just, like, from, like, the writing perspective, I thought, like, okay, does that mean the writer is racist? Why the hell didn't the writer say something? Oh, that was kind of stupid. Well, no, I think it was intentional. Like, think it was she, intentional? he didn't even oh. mention her. Well, I feel like they should have at least, they should have at least been, like, oh, and her, never mind, or something like that. Like, she doesn't count. Yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, all right. This movie was ahead of its time, unfortunately. Oh, interesting. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. So, uh, do you guys want to get into any of the other characters? I mean, well, there's not really any other characters. There's the homeless guy with the snake. I thought that guy was yeah, pretty no, cool in this movie. <laughs> You have he the dad. creeps me out. We will for definitely sure. get back to that guy. You have sure. the you have the dad in this movie, which I'm pretty sure he's like the brother from Back to the Future. He was uh, Marty's older brother in the original Back to the Future movie, really? uh, so I recognized him. Wow. It's the wow. only thing I've ever seen him in. So uh, yeah, um, yeah. Let's get into a little bit of just like let's talk about like the the femaleness of this movie. It is so female driven. Like you guys talked about what kind of like gravitated you guys to see it was you'd never seen anything with like females in this powerful, this and that. Um, does anybody want to say something about that? Just kind of say how it, you know, made them feel watching it or just kind of what it meant for the era. Uh, Paige, Laura, I think one of you probably should talk, not Greg. <laughs> I'll let Laura go. Laura, you, I want to hear your take on it. Yeah. I mean, this, this movie was huge for that reason. I mean, I think a lot of people even to this day are like, this is like a, like a feminist movie, which I agree to a point of the film. I feel like the first two thirds, it's like, yes, these women, like they're powerful and they're awesome. And like, you know, I loved that the vibe up until the end was look how powerful and strong women are when they come together and like support each other. And so I got to say, you know, obviously sixth grade, seventh grade, Laura watching this movie was just super into it and didn't understand a lot of these themes at the time. Like I didn't realize why it appealed to me. It just did. And I probably didn't understand some of like the uh, other themes that were happening, but watching it now, 
you know, like 25 years later, I'm like, oh man, I, I, unfortunately I'm kind of bummed with how it ends. I mean, I'm not getting there yet. I'm not jumping ahead, but I just think that, um, it, you know, it's a little problematic. It, it, it's either they are crazy or evil. And it's like, well, no, we had such a good thing going here. Like, right. why did it have to switch up on us like this? So, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Can I ask you guys a question r- real quick? Y- you know, about the, about the girl stuff, like the girl issues, you know, <laughs> the girl stuff, <laughs> the girl stuff, challenges of when you're that age. <laughs> okay. Okay. Maybe, okay. maybe you are skeet rich. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, look, speaking of speaking of the, of Chris, there was really early on in the movie, he starts spreading stories saying that Sarah was the worst lay ever. Uh, right. And of yeah. course, they hadn't slept together. So one thing is, I this is something that I noticed in Scream, too, when we review that movie. And it was with the exact same guy. Like, was this a thing in the 90s? High school guys giving high school girls guilt trips because they weren't yep. you know, quote unquote putting out or was that a thing i mean she even apologized for not going oh, home yeah. with them when nobody w- was home he said I, I just i didn't understand was that was that prevalent back in the day i mean it must have just been something i, I never noticed or people didn't talk about 100 percent. yeah yeah there's a lot of assholes out there Greg. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. More than not, yeah. Uh, like, where, where did you grow up? Because it sounds really nice. It sounds nice, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but this is interesting. This, this is a good transition. I think it's something Laura wanted to talk about. The fact that this is written by a man. This story is written by a man. And I think that little bit of skewter, especially in that scene Greg called out where she apologizes for, and I feel like that right there, you're taking away all the power she had at all. And that yeah. is the, tw- that is a little bit of the twist in this movie when it starts to get the, you know, what do you even call it? Like making him more of a protagonist or antagonist. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just like, yeah, it's like a, as like a male writer of the movie. It does feel weird to look back at this movie in a lot of scenes and think like, oh, wow, like I wish a woman was writing it and had a different perspective than a man assuming what a teenage girl would say and think. And- yes, 100%. And I have to say that also on this last watch, I just watched a few days ago. I am so mad at Sarah for using her first spell. Man. Like a love spell to get this asshat guy yeah. to be super into her. Like, I what? So that's on, what I was Laura. like, oh, exactly. shit. Yeah, I was like, oh shit, this was written by a man. Yeah, clearly. yeah, I, yeah. I wrote that. I wrote that exact same thing in my notes because when when she first does it, I I think she's doing it to get revenge, which I'm like, great, that right. actually makes sense. But yeah. when, when it kind of t- turns to her actually like wanting him to like her, I was yeah. like, oh man, I didn't like that. I'm like, n- you know, embarrass him all you want, make fun of him, perfect. Yeah. But when she turns <laughs> yeah. to like be like, oh, I actually liked him a little bit or whatever, I'm just like, oh shit. Like, I didn't yeah. like that part, you know, like you said, clearly written by a man. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There was, there was, there was that line that I almost, I had to pause the movie for a second where it's later on, but she goes, I think he was a good guy underneath it all. Oh, and I was like, yeah, really? Yeah. I mean, he has literally yeah. showed zero redeeming qualities to this entire movie. And did they just not have enough budget in the movie to, to bring in another guy or two that she could date that they just had to. <laughs> <laughs> tap into the same guy the whole time or what i mean there's a high school full of you know guys that you could be dating i didn't understand also though to be fair i mean they are i mean they were probably close to 30 when they filmed this movie but they're supposed to be in yeah. high school and they do show you that all four girls are troubled in some way quote unquote troubled whether it's like you know one girl is 
bullied for her race. The other one does comes from a really bad like home situation. One has burns and gets ridiculed for that. And then for Sarah, like lost her mom at a young age. And we learned that she attempted suicide. So they all have, you know, they're all troubled, which also makes it a little less surprising that she would. That's kind of true. I mean, that's, yeah. that's very common for someone who is, is troubled in some way or who, has experienced some type of trauma, they almost gravitate Mm -hmm. back to that same thing that traumatized them or or whatever wronged them. So, you know, I I often wonder, does the character feel her, does her character feel bad because she used her spell for him to like her? And that is ultimately at the end of everything, what got Nancy to kill him. It just all of that, you know, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, it's kind of easy to see why she would kind of feel that way, not knowing if she just kind of participated in his death in a way. Right, like she right. felt guilty about it a little bit. But he was a shit per- I mean, he was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, no yeah. taking away from that. He was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but that actually is one of my biggest negatives of this movie. Like, I feel like this movie is very surface level. You know, it's very like, it shows, you know, what each of their, you know, things they don't like about themselves or their struggle and they do their spell and then it comes back threefold. Like it doesn't go deeper to like you're talking about Paige of like, what was her thought press? What was her emotion? What was she feeling? And I've wanted a lot more of that through this movie, you know, maybe take out three of the music songs, 20 minute slow-mo motion scenes here and there <laughs> and like give me more character development. I see that though. I see that. And, yeah. and like, that's what I wanted in a lot of this movie was just, I wanted more of something. I either wanted more character development of these characters to know them more, or I wanted more of like the magic stuff in this movie, like more lore. You wanted more magic? I feel like there was a good amount of magic. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like there was, but like I said, it's just all so surface level. It's not going deep into what anything means, who this deity is what the hell is he about like i just wanted more depth to everything in this movie and all it was was like the top layer of everything you know what i mean if that let makes me sense. ask you this rob don't you think like at the time if you were to do that people would be like i don't give a shit it's like you're, you're gonna try to introduce four four female mains and then suddenly get emotional and tell me about their psychology oh. and get into it that's way too much i think maybe their objective was well we need to be badass and make a statement and nice. this is yeah. this is like step yeah. one of that process and like maybe 20 years down the road we can get into like you know i mean it's like a maybe a gradual process yeah, yeah but all you're really saying is the 90s were garbage and that's a cop-out like i you know what i mean well it's kind of true though <laughs> well i know it is true <laughs> yeah i love it but yeah but for what it was yeah it was, exactly but i mean just yeah. as like watching it now as like reviewing movies now i just want to point out and shine a light on the shit You know what I mean? Because if you don't shine a light on the shit, nobody's going to fucking see it. Nobody's going to talk about it. You know, the same thing like you you do, Paige, on your on your podcast is like if nobody talks about the shit that happens to people, nobody's going to know about it. Nobody's going to talk about it. And you can't do that with anything, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I know they did do a new craft remake. And I think it was last year. I haven't seen it, but I've seen like little clips of the trailer. And I thought they tried to make it too twinkly like hmm. too a little bit too um not i don't want to say twilighty but that's what i was <laughs> twilighty twilighty and twinkly that's the same thing i thought you were gonna say like charmed like or sparkly, something yeah. Oh, sparkly yeah sparkly oh, okay. laura got me <laughs> okay, i haven't right. watched it either but i've read reviews and seen the trailer and i was like this isn't dark and edgy. Yeah, it needed to hmm. be darker, it seemed like. But interesting, interesting. I just wonder if they went into the characters more mm-hmm. in the... Re- I don't know, though. I don't know. 
Yeah. Well, if we ever review that one, we're bringing you back on page. We can talk about cool. that movie. Yeah. You know, we have a whole craft thing going on. You know, uh, we can eat craft mac and cheese then. Uh, Nicole, um, I'll make it and I'll send it to you guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but let's, let's get into a little bit of the characters, the acting a little bit. I want to talk about like their acting. I know this is 90s. I know I'm going to sound like an a-hole because I'm going to start critiquing acting from the 90s, which is, <laughs> oh, my God, almost everything is pretty bad. Uh, what do you guys think of like the characters acting in this movie? Uh, let's start with let's start with Laura. What do you think, Laura? I am not going to talk about anyone's acting but one because they all were just, it was the same. It was 90s. It was whatever. But Perusa Balk killed it. Yeah. She's good at being mean. She's good at being crazy. Mm-hmm. She's good at being powerful. I, I mean, that ending scene without getting into it is like, I had goosebumps by her acting. Like, oh my God, she is really unhinged. I mean, yeah. she is incredible. So yeah. good. Everyone else, yeah. I mean, it's it's just it was nineties. I, I think, but no one was as bad as Christine Taylor, who I actually really I love her as an actress. But man, was this like one of her first roles? Because it was like I don't Probably know. Was. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Paige? What do you about think about the characters acting in this movie? I I have to echo Laura. I really do. <laughs> I, I Feruza, she embodies that. She that is her, I feel like. And the way she comes off is so damn strong and I feel like she feels everything that she ever says, does. It's in her eyes. Like she she's just awesome. And then it's like everybody else kind of falls behind a little bit, but mm-hmm. it's still passable. Like it's still good. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Greg? What do you think about the acting in this movie? Yeah, any of the flaws that you saw, I mean, I I wrote it off. It was like watching anything that you saw from the faculty. I mean, it was clearly like the 90s. Yeah, I can't talk because he's like, it's like just toss a giant blanket over the whole thing. It's all the same to me, all the the flaws. And they're relatively young as well. I, but I, again, I'm going to be the third echo here. Yeah, Feruza Balk's uh, performance was amazing. She does this thing where when she really gets mean and intense, she almost like bares her teeth where you can yeah. see like her full grin and her eyes get wide yes. when she yeah. says something. And it, it, it's almost like, you know, when you, you would like, you know, you did something wrong and your mom actually started getting <laughs> pissed off at you and it was like turned into like she evolved to the next level. So Feruza did that (laughs) several times. There was that scene where she, um, you know, she tried to seduce Chris and then Chris was trying to apologize. Very empty apology. I'm sorry for doing all this and that. And she goes, you're sorry. And she does this yelling thing and then eventually knocks him out the window. But that whole scene was so elevated. Yeah, she killed it. I, I agree with you guys. She is this movie to me. I mean, like, if if somebody, like, there was a news article that came out and said she's actually crazy in real life, I'd be like, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, totally. I'd believe it. <laughs> like, it, she is so good at this character in this movie of, like, insanity and, like, anger and magic and, like, all this stuff. And it's like, wow. Like, she steals this movie. That's why I'm so surprised that, like, she doesn't have, like, a bigger you know, career than like Nev Campbell, who like went on to be like this mega star. And I don't know if what it was, but man, she's just so good in this movie. But I thought Nev Campbell was actually really good in this movie. She has a lot of like little subtle things in this movie. Yeah, but oh, I, I do too. Like when she's laying on the table and she's getting her burns oh, yeah. and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And just the look in her eyes, I felt like, oh, like I feel like she can feel that because I don't know. And she's a good actress to me. I felt like. She, yeah, I I agree. I actually really liked how her demeanor totally changed yeah. from the beginning to the end. Like she was really good at being 
like you could tell she was uncomfortable in her skin. She had everything yes. up to here and just was like covering her face with her hair. And then she got super cocky when all her scars were gone yeah. and she was showing skin. You know, I kind of follow her and her career because I'm such a Scream fan. And I feel like, you know, she started off in Party of Five and that's how she got found to do this movie. And so, again, I'm going to say it. It's almost like a stepping stone. I feel like she's really progressed. And, I mean, she killed it in Scream, obviously. Like, she is incredible. And now she is the Scream queen. Like, she's been in four of them. She's going to be in the fifth one. She's Sydney. She's the ultimate final girl. So, I, yeah, like, even if she was a little cheesy sometimes in this movie, I just am so biased towards her. I love Ned Yeah, and, and back on Feruza, when they were so happy that the stepdad had kind of killed over and they had <laughs> gotten the money and when they were so happy it was like she was really good at being happy too <laughs> i was like wait did he actually die right <laughs> did she win the money <laughs> so, so, so yeah bad. yeah yeah i mean for being the one that's kind of more negative on this movie than everybody on this episode tonight like i actually <laughs> was super impressed with the acting overall you know, I was getting ready to go in and be like, it's the 90s. You know, the acting's not going to be great. I actually was really surprised. Like I said, I thought everybody was really good in this movie. I didn't think anybody was super over the top. I mean, maybe the maybe Fruza's mom was like probably maybe the worst actress. And she's an older actor. But yeah. I thought all the girls, you know, Skid Aldrich, the other characters, I thought everybody was pretty on point in this movie. And I was really surprised. And I was actually happy. You know, there was that scene where they right after they do the light as a feather, stiff as a board, where um or nancy's mom goes in yeah she is a little bit extra right she's like are you girls getting high <laughs> yeah. for some reason on mine i thought the perfect line which they missed an opportunity someone should have said one of us is because like she's actually <laughs> floating high off the floor that would have been the perfect joke at that time greg's the king of puns so yeah, i love yeah. it yeah the, love the it. opening to throw that in. yeah she was a bit much though <laughs> yeah, yeah. Speaking of like light of the feather, step as a board. Like, let's get into like the craft, the magic stuff in this movie. Does anybody want to spot anything out they thought was really cool or ridiculous or you know what? What do you think, Paige? I thought all of it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the um the the beach scene with the mm. lightning and the just really really dramatics. I really love that. And hearing about how they filmed that and. That Feruza Balk was really, um, now I don't know if she was practicing Wiccan or if she really was, but, um, I know that she bought the, um, the occult shop or mm -hmm. a occult shop. I don't know if it was that one, but it was the oldest one in, in the United States at the time. And so she was like, I just don't like we need to be doing this. Mm -hmm. And they said, well, we got to forge on with the movie. And so they scouted this area. And he was like, well, we got it to where like the highest tide, you know, where the water, if it came up to the highest point, that it wouldn't wipe out our set or anything. And it was at a medium tide when they were filming. And then when they started doing the four corners and the tide came up, it washed the set completely out. And they said they don't know how that even was possible. So Man. that's just all super wild to me. Yeah. 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 I, I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they're like, Fruza Bach really got hit by lightning. That's a real take, guys. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> she really walked on water. Yeah. Yeah. Practical yeah. yeah. Uh, what about you, Greg? Do you want to shout out any of the magic stuff in this movie? Anything you thought was cool or dumb or? Yeah. Like, I, Rob, you mentioned earlier that you thought it was so dumb with the wig thing, but I love that, that scene where she made her hair blonde and then she was sh shaking it out to, to brown. 
I was like, it, I was watching it and I go, whoa, <laughs> it seemed cool. And it seemed like a, like a practical effect. I honestly, I don't know how they did it, but it was like really neat. I, I like yeah. that. Um, there were a few. Yeah. Within, when, uh, when that same scene, like I was mentioning where Feruza was, uh, yeah, berating Chris, and then when her like toes are dragging across the carpet, that was really, oh, that was really yeah. creepy. creepy. Just that sound was like. Uh-huh. Um, also, toward the end, I, I love the effect where Nancy was walking past the mirror. She was looking for Sarah, and she had her back turned. And then in the reflection, it's it's Sarah. Then she turns around, and I thought that was I don't you know the, I don't know how they did that. Again, another very practical effect i'm sure somehow <laughs> but that was really cool and then all the stuff at the end with you know the, the snakes rats the bugs oh, her fingers turning into snakes like it was super creepy and, and very well done i thought yeah what about you laura what about some of the magic stuff for you yeah i i agree i the beach scene was incredible like her walking on water was like oh it just it just gave me goosebumps like oh this is so weird and then all of the that dead like sharks and other animals that were on the beach like that that was kind of shocking too i feel like if you ever see like a ton of dead animals due to some unknown cause that's yeah. always really scary i don't know uh so that was huge yeah i just agree like the the shoe dragging and then the snakes at the end and the maggots in the toilet and oh. stuff Ugh. i almost like feel like they they picked all of the things that they know this is gonna bother somebody like, uh-huh. you're not afraid of snakes we got rats yeah i'm like afraid of snakes in that if i came across one i'd be like oh no <laughs> this is not good <laughs> like when i see them i'm not grossed out but i am a bug so yeah me too like maggots and cockroaches yeah oh no 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 yeah 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 Yeah, i mean i mean for for me you guys are really talking about the two i think biggest scenes in this movie you know the beach scene and the end scene but you're you're literally talking about maybe 15 minutes of an hour and 45 minute movie that has constant little things of magic here and there so do all the little ones, whether it's the butterflies. Now, see, I do like the butterflies a lot. I really like that part a lot, too. But I was just saying, like, do all the little ones work on you guys as well? Or for, for me personally, it goes back to my thing of just wanting more depth of this movie. So, like, they would do some type of a spell. The butterflies would show up or fucking something like that. And I would just <laughs> want more into, like, into like wait, how is this happening? Like, why is this happening? And and most of it would be done in, like, a montage or doing, like, a 90s MTV video montage <laughs> where, like, the music's playing and they're doing spells and laughing and shit like that. And I'm just like, I wanted, like, more depth to all that stuff. I just want to know how the hell they're doing this shit well it's magic you don't well, know, I know how it's, it's magic done. greg <laughs> what do you mean i know it i know it's magic but like i i just wanted more into like like the books they're reading and like what they mean and stuff oh, like I that see. you know the lore of it yeah 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 i want the lore more laura where'd you go you, you disappeared laura what i'm sorry but you yelling at greg and saying i know it's magic right like, <laughs> my favorite line of the night you know that video on tiktok the guy's like yelling about the wicked witch of the east have you guys seen that? <laughs> no. Not yet, oh but I God. want to. I need to send it to you guys. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Rob just almost pulled one of those. Okay, yeah, I guess Rob, I want to hear an example, not the butterfly scene, but I want to hear an example of a like smaller magic scene that didn't work on you. It sounds like most of them didn't. So I it's not I it's not they example. it's not they didn't work, but like there's like two scenes where they're like in like a hobo's house area in the woods, like sitting on like old furniture or something like that. And they're oh, that was gross. Yeah. <laughs> they're doing they're doing spells and they're drinking wine or whatever's in their fucking cups and they're doing like things 
And I just wanted like more to that stuff. I wanted more to those scenes. You know what I mean? Like it's just some of those scenes kind of didn't work for me, especially like, so this movie, it's an hour and 45 minutes. To me, it feels very long. There are certain scenes I'm like, I wish those were cut. I wish you did something different here. Mm. So a lot of those little magic scenes, you know, that aren't in like a montage, I just feel like are kind of wasted. Like, like I want more of, of things like that. I want bigger things. You get two really big things, the beach and the ending, but I wanted cooler things here and there. The, the hair one is pretty cool. The floating is cool. But all the other stuff, I was kind of just like, man, eh, like whatever. You Did know? you like the, the one at the end where, where Sarah turned into Storm from X-Men and called down <laughs> lightning to strike that tree yeah. branch down? I <laughs> love that. I mean, Rob, they have to save the best scenes for the end. And also, I, I also think they were not, they were trying to make it seem like, are they or aren't they in the beginning? Because hmm. that way you had no idea if the spells had work. Oh. And we had to kind of wait to see if they were starting to work. Like, oh, uh oh, all of a sudden Chris is obsessed with Sarah. Maybe the spells are starting to work. So I think we needed that time to be like, was it just bogus and nothing worked? Yeah, all of them hmm. were actually like that, Laura. Like, if you think about it, the, when the way that Nancy's dad died, he was kind of like a, a big guy. Maybe he looked like he was lazy or something. Maybe he had a heart attack. He, he was in an ambulance or something. Then you, you looked at uh, at Bonnie's procedure. They were trying some kind of experimental procedure. So when they saw that the scars were being removed, you, do you remember the surgeons were like, oh, it worked. Yeah. yeah. They were yeah. attributing it to magic. So you did kind of question yourself. And, and even maybe, when the girl's hair started falling out, it was like, okay, is this a coincidence? Could this have yeah. been due to something else? That's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say, when it comes to her, though, Christine Taylor, I feel so bad because I do love her in real life, but... Her hair is falling out, though, and she's like, what did I do to deserve this? Oh, geez, I don't know. You're so freaking racist. Like, what do you mean? Um, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, uh, does anybody want to spot out anything else? I think, Greg, you had a couple things you want to talk about that you actually didn't like in this movie or thought was ridiculous. Yeah, Rob's like, please. Come on, somebody. Geez, somebody, <laughs> come, give me somebody. anything. Yeah, come on board with me. Jesus. I, I was I was confused about several things. I hope hopefully you guys can help me clear it up. Um. Again, some of it, again, maybe it's just magic. I didn't understand the sharks on the beach. Did the lightning kill the sharks? Then they floated up in order to <laughs> beach themselves. I, I don't know if I understood that. I uh, think, okay, so Laura might be able to help me out on this. But when she was walking on the water, she said something about the whales or the sharks saying, those are my gifts. These are all my gifts. Oh, gifts from like the water, yeah. the water deity. Okay. I guess. That's I think how I so. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, all right. I'm so glad you can put that to bed. I was thinking about <laughs> sharks for the last few hours. Could not put <laughs> that one out. I thought the lightning killed them. What about the other fish? Yeah, Greg's like, I, I asked him googling lightning killing sharks for the last 48 hours. <laughs> no, you know what? I did Google. I, I I googled what is the radius, the effective radius oh of a God. lightning strike that in the is ocean. Amazing. Yeah, and it's like you can be several hundred feet away and still get hit by it but that's oh. besides the point anyway um so again let me go back to two big confusing things i that i just didn't hold to me number one what was the point of the snake guy <laughs> he well showed up, sarah he showed up was a, sarah had a fear of snakes that was her major thing so when she saw him there holding the snake it freaked her out now 
Other than that, I don't know why there would just be a random guy with a snake standing there unless it was just to let us know this is what her fear is. Did we? Um, when did we learn that that was her fear? I don't remember that part. Did she say that in the beginning? I think she says that at one point in the movie that she's. Yeah, I, I, I remember because that's why Nancy did all the snakes at the end because she knew that's what she was mm-hmm. really scared of. Okay. Because he, yeah. he showed up in the middle of the movie and I, and then he never showed up again. In the beginning, the beginning of the movie. Yeah, in the yeah. beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it just seemed like, I don't know, maybe he was a, a relative of the director who just kept bugging him to be in the movie. I couldn't figure out why he was in it twice. I had the same thing, you know, the same idea as you, Greg, of like, you wanted more, though. You wanted a solution to this guy, why he's here, you know. He comes out <laughs> and he's like, I a four-hour movie about the crime. <laughs> no, I don't want a four-hour hey, movie. Hey, I'm down for that. I just, I, just, I just want a better 45 minutes of this movie. That's all I want, you know. But, but like, but like I, w- I thought something was going to happen to this guy, too. I thought at the end he was going to come out and be like, I'm Menomina. Yes. Like, it's me. You know exactly. what I mean? I, I like, did. something, I you did. know? Yeah, I thought so, too. But, but really, like, if you look at it, from a writing perspective it's literally just to use him as the scene where he gets run over by a car which makes you think like oh do they have powers already it's just that that's all it really is i want more i want it to be better <laughs> written but but okay. that's all it is you know i mean i would have had him be the deity at the end that would have been pretty cool you know okay that was so that was one of two two of two is what was the point of the back room in the witch store. The whole movie, you're building up to like, there's, you know, some type of back room where the witch keeps all of her X-rated movies and no one's allowed to go back there. (laughs) And, you know, it's like off limits to to minors, right? In the end, she finally brings her back and they start to do this like epic superpower seance and she's going to turn her into the, the ultimate witch or something. But then Sarah bails and then nothing happens. What what was the what was the point of that that room? That was like the same thing with this guy. Like you, yeah. you think you're getting something more later on, and then it's just like, no, that's it. Our budget ran out. Let's cut. <laughs> let's cut the scene. You know, it's like, yeah, what? Ha- yeah, I thought it was gonna be something too. I thought she was gonna get hit by a piece of lightning too, and then they'll both be lightning queens, and they can fight each other in the air <laughs> yeah. or something like that. <laughs> yeah, like that'd be super cool. But like nothing happened. You know, I just think that there are multiple scenes to really drive home the point that sarah is good she has light in her so like if she were to become more powerful which she does she would use it for good or to stop someone who's harming someone else or themselves and also that she's scared i mean there are multiple scenes i think her bailing from that store and then also the whole like beginning of her ending scenes with nancy like she's really afraid and yeah. you're kind of like, is she gonna do something about this? Is she gonna finally allow Mananana in? Or <laughs> that's what we're calling them now. Thank you, thank you for coming on board, Lara. Yeah, <laughs> turning into like a Blink One Eighty Two song. There are so yeah. many songs it works with. Oh my god. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have any more questions, Greg? Or was that all your your things? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's it for now. That's it for now. Okay, all right. I have one. I well, besides the rain thing was a small thing, but I have another inconsistency that bothers me about this mm-hmm. movie that I didn't notice until this watch. I think this movie had some scenes that were either cut or put in the wrong order because the whole thing with Bonnie Nev Campbell is that she's covered in scars. So like she's got her hair and her turtleneck, but there are like two scenes before she gets the procedure and comes in all hot showing skin where she literally is showing her full neck and she's in these short sleeve shirts looking all hot. Really? Yeah. If you go back and watch it, you're going to see it now and you're going to be like, wait, are they at school or like in their yeah. in their home? They're just Are like they hanging school? out at school. Huh. 
Oh, I haven't noticed that. So now I'll just have to go back and watch it for that. Yeah, it's very nitpicky, obviously. It's just, you know. No, it's something that if you see it, it's definitely going to bug you. Yeah. yeah. It's one of those it's like, things. like, well, wait a second. I thought she like, like she calls herself a monster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, before she has her procedure, I'm like, she looks beautiful. And she's in like a pretty skimpy shirt. So. Are you sure yeah. it wasn't just like an extra in the background you were looking at? <laughs> no. I just, I, I feels like, and there, there are other scenes where it'll cut to a scene and it took me a second to be like, oh, we're here now. Or, oh, she's with him now. And so I, I almost just think that maybe like the cutting isn't great. Like maybe scenes hmm. are a little like off or there was so it's supposed to be like a transitional scene that they cut or they did something kind of out of order. That's just how it felt. That's I weird. Like I, like I, you know, critiqued the shit out of this. And you were really good at noticing this. <laughs> and yeah. Too. And I didn't notice it. So like, were you on your phone playing Scrabble again? What were you doing? I was not. I was very. <laughs> huh? Laura, we have to make a rule, by the way, when you watch these movies, you need to put your phone in like the other room or something. <laughs> I didn't look at my phone once <laughs> when I watched your this phone? movie. No. Okay. Were, you, were you trying to cast a spell? Were you trying to do something? <laughs> yeah. Perhaps. No? Perhaps. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about, does anybody else have any negatives? I mean, please, if you guys do speak up now <laughs> it's like i really want to know i really want y'all to get on board i mean come right on now. you gotta have something greg had questions those aren't really negatives but uh laura's talking about the editing but i have i have one bit of a negative and i don't know this is probably a bit of a stretch and it's it's a perceived negative so the whole time yeah you, you realize that sarah probably is good and you know and she keeps trying to keep nancy in check she keeps casting these binding spells you can never harm anybody right toward the end of the movie well, I guess we haven't even gotten there yet. Maybe we should, I should wait. No, go for it, Greg. Go for it. We're almost to the end anyway now, so we'll be okay. Go for it. Okay, so at the end, of, of course, she puts her in check and she gets, she doesn't allow her to use witchcraft anymore. And you find out that she's stuck in uh, in the same asylum. Oh, you're doing the very end. Oh, shit. Oh, I'm okay. sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you may need last oh. two seconds. <laughs> maybe we can. Oh. Maybe we, so you, yeah. Well, so you're going to right before credits. Okay, that's a little different. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's, let me, I'll wait till we get there. I'll wait till we get there. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, like you said, she does it multiple times. They were talking about one of the other times, but you're going yeah, to the very just, end. Okay. Just jump right there. <laughs> Fucking the black cat's out of the bag. You might as well talk about it. Go for it, Greg. So one thing you you, you mentioned earlier, Rob, is y- y- it reminded you, seeing her reminded you of Return to Oz when yeah. she was in that, um, it, also yeah. in Insane Asylum. And it actually made me think, do you remember, you know, I remember being scared that the orderlies were mistreating the people who lived, you know, in the, there, right? Who are being medicated, who are being stuck in that um, asylum. And I actually think that by putting this binding spell on nancy she's actually hurting her because i just i don't know it's just i had this idea that now she's vulnerable to anybody that attacks her that anybody it could be an orderly or someone who wants to take advantage of her she can physically cannot fight back now and use any spells Hmm. against her because she's stuck and now she's been removed of all of her uh witchcraft and her all of her abilities so i thought that was kind of a dark that's the first thing I thought of when when it got to that scene was she doesn't have her her magic anymore to defend herself. That's very interesting that you weren't just like she got what she deserved. That's what I took it as. It's just like oh, I well. took it. Yeah, I, I kind of got I got a little bit of that because you think the whole whole idea is you're there until you become rehabilitated until you demonstrate that you're ready to enter society again. Okay, sure. Then you pay your you pay your crime, you pay your sentence. But then I don't know why I just kept thinking about she doesn't have her magic anymore. So, well, you're just a super nice guy, Greg, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I 
much. I mean, I'm I'm happy that you are thinking about her in this way and that it's like you feel bad. But I guess you just have to tell yourself, like, they may not have done a great job showing it. I mean, I think they showed it pretty well, but she was pure evil at the end. I mean, she took that power and used it. And actually, this goes into my negative. And I kind of already talked about this. It's like the first two thirds of the movie. You're like, yes. You know, they're getting revenge on the Laura character for being fucking racist. They're getting revenge on this guy who we didn't even talk about. Like, try he was so in love with Sarah, he tried to rape her in yeah, a scene. Yeah. And yet she claims, oh, he was a nice guy after that. I mean, at this point, I'm like, drag him. Drag them all. This is great. <laughs> go. Go, girl. I'm so pumped. And I'm just so bummed at the end how they turn on each other yeah. and how they make her, like, quote, unquote, crazy. Because I feel like that is a common theme. Like, powerful women are crazy. Right? And yeah. I totally oh. agree. And I think it's a very, I don't know if it was very 90s or if it was because maybe a woman didn't write it. And maybe if a woman wrote it, then it would have had a different... Um, like an empowered come together kind of ending. Yeah. 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 No, that's true. That's true. Uh, what about you, Paige? Is there anything you don't like from this movie? Like, give me one thing. That would have to be my only one thing, honestly, is the, the female separation at the end. Um, I don't, I don't really dislike a whole lot about the movie. I really don't. I know. Rob, Rob's fishing. He's, he's fishing from the <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I look like the writer of this movie, a real asshole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um okay does anybody want to spot out before we get to like well we already talked about the ending i guess but before we kind of get into more of like what happened at the end of this movie any like scenes they really really love in this movie that you want to talk about real quickly does anyone want to shout anything out yeah i feel like we talked about all of the major scenes but i will say though that for the 90s i will give it credit for some of the really small details that i saw throughout the movie like we kind of already talked about like a mirroring effect, which we talk about in a lot of our episodes now. And obviously the ending has that big one, but I loved how in the scene where, you know, Laura's on the ground and she's like full bald, lost all her hair. And Rochelle is like staring at her and you can almost tell she's conflicted. Like, okay, yeah. well she's getting what she deserved, but also like, Oh shit. Like she's really suffering. And I don't think Rochelle is like a terrible person. So she's feeling maybe a little guilty and you see she's standing in front of a mirror and she turns and then her reflection like turns a second later, a second early. Yeah, it was delayed. Yeah. Yeah. I love details like that. And I thought it was impressive that they were doing that back in the in like 1996, because yeah. I don't see that a lot in 90s movies, especially ones that have to do with like, you know, psychological thriller or horror. So I, I thought that was pretty impressive. Okay. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Rob, you're hard. No. Yeah. I'm not. He's a hater. No. He's a hater. <laughs> he is. I'm, I'm not a hater. I'm not a hater. I'm not a hater. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> like, Greg already talked about the very last five seconds of this movie. Let's talk a little bit more about like like the actual ending, the fight scene, like the whole thing where like they're setting up that like her parents died in a plane crash. I thought it was super oh, fucked was up. Nuts. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I mean, I know it's you guys, you know, Laura and Paige, your guys' biggest negative is that they do turn on each other and this and that. But uh, but let's talk, what do you guys think about the ending itself? The ending of the movie, did you like it? I mean, special effects, stuff like that. What do you think, Laura? I mean, I, I like it once Sarah starts to fight back. Like, once she realizes, like, she looks at the Harry Potter moving picture of her mom 
And she's yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> and, you know, and it's like, do it. You're good. Just come in or whatever she says. I don't know. And he's like, okay, okay. And so, and then once she starts fighting back, like I really am into that, but yeah, I mean, obviously the whole reason the scene even happens, I'm not a fan of, especially because it's like, they got into one tiny argument and then they were like, well, you just want out of the group. You want out of the group, which is a very mm-hmm. high school thing to say, like, oh, you went out of the group. Uh-huh. That's very high school. And she's like, okay, yeah, fine. I'm out. And then the next step is to tell her commit suicide, do it, do it. It's like, yeah. oh my God. Yeah, it goes zero to a hundred <laughs> real fast. Yes, zero to a hundred, so dark. It's uh-huh. like, how did we get here? So that just wasn't a fan of that. But yeah, like once they actually start fighting one-on-one and at this point you're like, well, I was team Nancy this whole movie, but now I guess, you know, bitch gotta go. So, <laughs> you know, the, the ending from that point on and then mm-hmm. obviously into the fact that she's at the Institute and she's fucking crazy and thinks that she's still flying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know, I never looked at it the way Greg was talking about earlier, how now she really doesn't have any powers and anything to help her in, in that place. And I've never, ever looked at it that way ever. So that's really a different, uh, a different way to look at it for me. Like, wow. But what did, what did you like about the actual like ending of the, the fight scenes and all that stuff, uh, page at the end? There? I thought the way that they turned Nancy snake, uh, her hair and her fingers into snakes. I thought that was really cool. Like, because you really didn't see things like that back then in those movies. And at least not that I was watching. I mean, I just, I really like that had a good one-on-one fight when it really came down to it. It was, I, I really liked it. I really liked it. It was just really kick-ass. Yeah. What, what about you, Greg? What do you think of, like, the end fight scene? I kind of agree with you guys, you know, with the setup being a little bit, it really puts you off. The fact that the three witches are floating, now they're totally against her. It's a little bit weird trying to to buy into their motivations. I mean, because they're chill and friends the whole the whole movie yeah. up until this point. I had to kind of stop and like put in some notes thinking like, why is this happening? Or at least what evidence as a movie are they trying to give us to, to believe this? And from what I gather, it's, you know, one thing that you see early on in the movie is that um, Nancy feels like she's kind of slowly losing her control as the leader. She's not the cool one anymore because she's not bringing the real power. So, you know, notice that her spell was the last one to, to work. So she was kind of being a little bit more aloof with the group, walking away, not being involved. So I think she was getting a little bit jealous of Sarah's attention. So I think that's probably where the uh, the root of her hatred began. And I think she was only friends with her because she was providing the magic to the group, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's happy. You know, when everyone's eating, everyone's happy. Suddenly, you know, when there's like a, a, a famine, people start to get at each other's necks. So I kind of understood like that's the that's the beginning. I really wasn't as convinced with Bonnie and Rachel, why they were angry with Sarah. The only thing I could guess is that they were just following Nancy's lead. You know, when or you maybe have a, they were scared of her or yes. thinking, you know, if, if I don't, she'll kick me out because oh, yeah. th- that's yeah. kind of a thing that gets 
reminded through the movie is like, if you don't do, if you're not on the same page as me, then you can just leave. So yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. By the way, pa- is that something that you tell people, Paige, you better get on the same page. <laughs> oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> She's like, if I had a nickel for every time I heard that. That sounds like a great outro for your podcast. Get on the same page as me. Bye. Like that. <laughs> that sounds awesome. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, wow. That's um, funny. Yeah. Other than that, um, again, uh, you set up perfectly, Paige. The far- the scene was kick-ass. It was like watching two wizards fight each other. They were throwing stuff at each other. The way Nancy tossed the the, the drawer or the dresser at, at Sarah. Yeah. Like she got squished, but then she just you know melded into the wall or something that, that was, was pretty badass i mean i hate to say it this way but it was like if you maybe ordered kill bill off of wish maybe oh there you go <laughs> nice yes that's what i liked about it It had like that kick ass but it wasn't like hardcore but it was still kick ass for the time <laughs> oh my god it needs to so be the, the subtitle of this movie is, is craft you know kill bill ordered off of wish yeah <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I really like the ending of this movie. I think the fight scene is dope. You know, the effects they're using, the stuff they're doing is really cool. Like for the 90s, it's it's 90 CGI, so it's not super clean, but it, it looks good for what it is for the time. Like you guys, though, the motivation for 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 them to kind of turn on her so quickly, I thought was kind of like, all right, like whatever. Um, it's kind of the same thing with the beginning with the ski overage guy. It's like they went on one date. And he told and she told him no. And it's like right away. It's like, all right, you're this. I'm going to trash talk. I'm like, they, you didn't even give her a second date, dude. I'm like, come on. You know, so I, I thought it was the same thing. There's multiple times this movie where it goes from zero to 100 super quickly. <laughs> when I've been I mean, I've said this multiple times. Movie, You could have cut out 30 minutes of music and gave me more development of something <laughs> like that. Like, give me a couple more scenes where the girls are talking and maybe they're conflicted about turning on her. Like, give me more rather than zero to 100. So as much as I like the Bob, ending, I don't. I don't think you like '90s music, man. <laughs> I do, I do like '90s I think you music. You do. <laughs> well, <laughs> I do like '90s music, but I would rather have a good movie than listen to music. You know what I mean? But I wonder how many people would have hated it if they would have gone into the details more about their lives. I just wonder. Mm. I would have liked it. I don't. I definitely wouldn't have minded that. But even I don't know far as like how I was in middle school at the time, this was a good speed for yeah for me as a movie watcher back then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all my critiques of this movie are not what I thought when I was like younger. This is all me watching it now and yeah, what I want sure. now in a movie. So like I, you know, that's yeah. kind of where I'm coming from. So I'm not, I'm not a huge asshole, guys. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not. Like, I just, <laughs> I want like a good movie and I see things that I would personally change. But uh, Rob, let me see if I can sway you with this. So, okay. you know, you said that you didn't yeah, like man, these. Mansplain it to me, Greg. Come on. <laughs> You, you said that you didn't you didn't like those slow walks where they were like you know walking side by side looking all badass you know what? I, you didn't, oh, I, no. didn't, I never said that I never said that those, those you did at least no. cut that out Ooh, no, 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 Greg no, no. was about to get you jumped Greg's gonna get me in trouble here yeah oh okay all right well I guess like basically what I was thinking of was you know Rob you like you like Lost Boys we all love the movie Lost Boys the way that these girls dressed in this movie they had lots of style I thought they had. You know, the cool shades, the extra jewelry, the long coats, the boots, the bracelets. I thought they were very stylish and kind of cool in their own way where they, you know, it it wasn't about other people approving them as cool as they were just cool on their own. And it reminded me a lot of the Lost Boys. I thought you could call these like the Lost Girls in their own sense. Oh, I like that. 
you don't you ever think about like does it <laughs> sound you ever kind think of, the of same? anything like that rob <laughs> <laughs> do you ever prefer a men over women just admit it right now while we're recording just say you that you have admitted it no or you said <laughs> i don't care about little girls i only care <laughs> It's no. finally coming to bite you in the ass. That's not what I said. That's not what I said. Oh my god! My maybe, drop maybe, in the episode. Man, I think I think my nominon is getting to you guys right now, turning on me right now. I don't know what's happening here tonight. <laughs> Shouldn't have invoked his name four times. Yeah. Um, I never said that. Oh I never said god. that. I never said that. I like all the cool slow mos of the girls walking, being badasses. I love that in this movie. I just think there's a lot of other montages in this movie that don't need to be there, where they're not really being that badass. That's all I'm saying. Um, and Lost Boys is awesome. I, you know, I'm sorry there. You know. Um, <laughs> But uh, let's okay. So let's get into Rotten Tomatoes. Let's move on from me. Yeah, you know, let's move on here. Let's get going. Um, so <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes of this movie, you got a critic score of fifty five percent. You have an audience mm. score of 65 percent. So you know, okay. kind of fifty fifty shot between a lot of people. Um, I kind of went over a lot of them and read them, and it seems like a lot of people are talking about you know like Laura and, and Paige here of just like the nostalgia you get from this movie. A lot of the yeah. positives. Yeah. You like this movie if you have that nostalgia feel, if you saw it back in the day. A lot of the negatives, I think, are for people maybe like me that just watch it recently, have never seen it, didn't live through any of this. You know, I mean, I'll be, I'll be up front right now. I'm not a girl, so I cannot relate to a lot of these things, you know? And because I asked my wife about this, watching it, like saying, we talked about this movie after we watched it and just being like, she can relate to this on so many levels. The 90s, being a female, dealing with some of these issues in real life. I literally was only in the 90s. I didn't deal with any of these issues. I'm not a female. So, like, I couldn't relate to those things, which is, you know, kind of crazy. But that's just, like, the truth. And I can't, of course, change that. Does that, yeah. does that sound better, yeah. Laura? That's fair. I, that's okay, fair. All right. yeah. okay. Let's end the pod there. We're on a positive note. <laughs> 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 um, but I like I, your I, TED Talks, Rob. You like my TED Talks? Okay, all right, yeah. yeah. Um, I did pull one five-star review of this movie because I thought it was really interesting. Wow. And it kind of goes more towards Greg. It's kind of a question for Greg. So so somebody gave this five stars on Rotten Tomatoes, and they said, this is the classic 1990s coming-of-age drama with a witch theme. The craft uh, is like the crow of 1994 with witches. It's an absolute oh dark God. delight. That <laughs> makes sense then, because that's like my other favorite movie is The Crow. So nice. yeah, I mean that's yeah. one of Greg's that makes favorites. Sense. Yeah, Greg wants leather pants and a crow and a guitar. <laughs> he loved that movie when we did I our mean, Halloween episode. What else is there? Yeah, I know. Life yeah, in those three things. Um, <laughs> but she really just calls that out of seeing like that is like that era's you know movie for a man, and then you have this version for a woman. And she actually spot out in this actual review that it's actually the same. Um, what is it? The same composer that did both movies for this. So they did the music for the crow and the music for the craft. Nice. So I don't know if there's any similarities. I haven't seen the crow in a long time. I feel like we do need to review it on this podcast one day. Oh, y'all have to. You guys y'all think that to. it's very similar music themes because the, the crow is, is it very musical? I mean, yeah, there, there's yeah, a score yeah, to it. it. Yeah. Cause, cause that's one thing like to me, I have as a negative for this movie is there's so much music in it. And so, like, I haven't seen The Crow in a long time. So, well, like, I'm it's just funny because, like, at, in The Crow, the the main character is a guitar player, but he never, like, just breaks out the guitar and goes into song or anything <laughs> like that. Mm-hmm. But but it's, like, for me, I feel like it's just enough music. It's not overboard, I don't think. So maybe I yeah. would have liked this movie more if one of the girls, like, plays a flute or a cello <laughs> and starts playing music or something, like... <laughs> I don't know, more connection to some of these songs other than the, the drunk mom and her jukebox, you know? <laughs> 
that's that it. Scene yeah. was fantastic. Too. Yeah, fantastic. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was super interesting comparing this movie to The Crow and the same composer and this and that. That was really interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So let's let's get to our ratings then. I mean, I'm I'm kind of scared to give my rating eventually, <laughs> but but uh, <laughs> uh, but I, you know, I, I just have to be honest here. But uh, let's do one to five rating. Let's do how many candles? How many candles are you going to give this mm. movie? Um, so let's do one to five. You can do a little bit of positive negatives. Uh, let's start with uh, let's start with Laura. What do you think, Laura? One to five. <sighs> okay, I think that before my most recent watch, this movie was a solid four. It is a cult classic. I have such great memories of watching this movie. It holds a very special place in my heart. When I watched it two nights ago. I had issues. I there were problems. Did you? I didn't hear yeah. any tonight. <laughs> I I told you my issues. I, I editing think the ending. Editing. No, I think the ending was pretty problematic. I didn't like the direction it, it took. It also was way more triggery than I remember. I was like really shocked at how casual they talk about. Like, oh, you even slit your wrist the right way, and then mm. they just like moved on. Like, let's go to the mall and go shopping. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, I, I, it was just. Yeah, and then the, I obviously do not remember the whole like attempted rape scene. That really threw like seeing knowing that you've seen a movie a ton of times and then watching it again and being like, how did I not notice that scene? Yeah, like, it's, it, it, yeah, it was just like that too. It was like yeah. I never realized this when I was younger. I never really paid that much. Like, not that I didn't pay attention, but it's like it was like eh, just, didn't just another scene. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I think when I watched it two nights ago, I was a little shocked at some of these scenes and I was kind of more on a three. Like I still love this movie, but oof, ouch, there are some issues. So you know what? I'm, I know you hate this Rob, but I'm giving it three and a half candles. I got three tall burning candles and one that's been halfway. Yeah. Oh, it's halfway. And I honestly mm. have to agree with you a hundred percent because I was thinking, yeah. okay, <laughs> if it was even down to the stars like four because honest to god before this watch recently i would have given it five before (laughs) so and now but i'm looking at it and i see the problematic sexual assault stuff and i'm just like man they could have come together over this and instead they they fell apart over it and i was like damn i'm gonna have to give it three three and a half Three, something like that. So. Wow. If you guys are giving it three, I'm really scared. Um, okay, so uh, <laughs> Greg, let's go with you. I'll save me for last. Uh, Greg, so what are you giving this movie one to five? How many candles? I'll, I'll keep it pretty short. I, the main thing that I liked, aside from the music, was the uh, was the camaraderie between the girls. You know, obviously, again, I'm kind of obviously with you, Rob. Like, I can't relate to some of these struggles that they may have been experiencing. But what I did like was when they did get together, when they were hanging out, <clears throat> that's something everyone shares that everyone uh, at that age, you know, you have a friend or two that you'd go hang out in these random places and go do something. And I, I liked how they portrayed, you know, when you think of witchcraft, you think of it like some dark and scary thing, but they were very light about it. I mean, they portrayed it like a fun hobby that was bringing them together. It was almost like, you know, guys, when we would go and, you know, play video games together, it was kind of the same thing. And they all bonded um with each other uh over that and i thought that was cool negatives i just i didn't like a lot of the holes um that left me scratching my head i mean there were several throughout the movie so i'm gonna give it uh, i'm gonna give it three candles three candles too well you guys are all in your threes you get your three candles going on huh interesting (laughs) all right 
Um, yeah, for me. Oh, uh, shit. I was like, I blew all my candles out, guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, I, I talked, you guys, I've talked about this whole episode of kind of like my issues with it. But a lot of my stuff really doesn't go into like what you, Laura, you and Paige are talking about of like the negativity of like the female turning on each other. I really didn't even have that mindset watching this movie, which is why I love doing this review with you guys, <laughs> because I get different perspectives that I didn't experience that I didn't think of, you know, being, of course, different sexes. Um, so like that actually, you know, is actually super interesting and makes me, you know, like it actually less, which is crazy. But my thing, my thing, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but my my thing come back to just like a movie making perspective. And I know it's the 90s and I know I'm supposed to separate myself from like a fucking 2020 movie and a 90s movie. But it's so hard to do it. Like, I really have problems with the pacing of this movie, with some of the music, with some of the cuts and edits. I feel like. I talked about before, just I want more details. I want more like depth into these characters, what they're doing, what they experience. And I just don't get it. All I get is like more MTV montages. The slow-mo ones are cool, but a lot of them, I'm just like, whatever. Like, I don't give a shit. This is adding nothing to my experience. I want more from this movie. So for me, without getting any of that stuff, I'm going to have to say I give this like, like a two because there is some cool scenes in this I movie. I get it though. I I'll mean, take it. I'm surprised he's given any candles. <laughs> Yeah. So I will take it too. But it's yeah. like, I get it though from, from where you're coming from. And like in, in this day and age, I would love to see them all like redo it and come back and like tell more of their character stories. I would love that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you, like you said the nineties, you couldn't do that. The studios, the, the men that run the studios don't want to mm. have an hour and 30 minutes of female on their feelings. They don't fucking yeah. want that. Now we're lucky now, to get what we got. Yeah. 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 <laughs> now, nowadays you have females running studios. You have female directors, writers that are just like, no, we fucking do want that. Like that's the reality we want. And that's what I fucking want. You know what I mean? But sadly, this wasn't the night. This wasn't the nineties in this, or it was the nineties <laughs> in this movie. We didn't get it, but, uh, yeah, so I'm glad you guys aren't that angry with me. I give it a two. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, my two out of five, it's two for Feruza Balk. Like, she's, oh, yeah. she's oh, so yeah. good in this fucking movie that it's like two candles for her. You know, the rest of it is yeah. whatever. Um, so yeah, good. but, uh, you know, that's it for the review this week. You know, I, I'm glad we hashed this out. You know, I'm sorry I was so <laughs> negative, but, uh, you know. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. It was so fun. Oh, yeah, my God. It was, it was fun. You know, I'm going to get attacked so by fun. a deity, but that's okay. You know, <laughs> <laughs> all right um so sometimes rob and i really fight and people are probably yeah. like oh this is awkward but it's all it's all in good fun yeah, yeah. it's all in good fun We're yeah, never yeah, really you know? i think people like when we fight actually more i think of some of their favorite episodes and we argue with each other um yeah. yeah but uh uh next week is a new month we have coming out so we'll be releasing our entire schedule for may uh and posting that to instagram and twitter uh also remember we have conjecture choice coming back so please keep sending in those picks keep them ringing uh you can contact us at conjecturingpod at gmail Laura muted her laugh. She didn't want it on the mic. Uh, Twitter, Instagram at ConjecturingPod or website podpage.com slash ConjecturingPod. So let's uh, let's reveal this is something we do at the end of every month. Paige is here so you can hear like what we're going to be doing. Maybe she'll jump back on for another episode if she likes something. Uh, so let's reveal what we're doing for the month here. Uh, my pick is first. Uh, my pick for the first week of the month is going to be The Purge. I picked The Purge to watch. Mm. Laura's shaking her head. She doesn't Mom. like <laughs> home invasions. 
She's scared. She's scared. Uh, <laughs> but maybe it'll make her feel better. I'm bringing on her husband. I'm bringing on her, her, her husband, Brooks, to talk about the movie. I know he's a big fan of it. Uh, so that'll be fun for you and your husband to be on, Laura. Oh, he's already making it very clear. Like, I'm Rob's guest, not yours. So I'm like, oh, <laughs> got it. Got it. All right. This will okay. be good. <laughs> All right. That's good. I should have had him on this episode. Shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, a week after that, uh, Laura's pick. Uh, we don't know this one right now. So Laura, what are you going to do? What's your reveal? Well, actually, I am pulling a fast one on you guys because I think I told you what I was going to pick. And that is I've changed my mind at the last second. Um, I want to continue to ride that 90s train. This has just uh -oh. all been uh -oh. very Ooh. motivational for me. And I and I also want to pick something slightly more fun than what I had originally planned, which was really dark, because um, I think I'm going to need a good lighthearted movie after the purge so i am taking inspiration from one of my characters from my top five scene stealers are so extra pick your poison and we are going to be watching i know what you did last summer oh my oh, gosh that's gonna be so fun nice yeah. nice I'm cool so cool all right that okay i remember that one a little better okay all right hopefully <laughs> hopefully it's better than this movie um <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no, nah, I'm pretty sure that's written by a man too. But uh, okay, uh, um. <laughs> uh, it's a lot of boobage for oh, okay, all the female right. here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's true. That's true. That's true. Uh, so the week <laughs> after that, we have our listener choice. Uh, Laura, do you want to reveal who got chosen for listener choice? Oh yes. So we uh, have a listener choice from Kelly G, and this is what she wrote into us. She said, "You guys already did my all-time favorite horror movies, which are Halloween and the Mothman prophecies." Woohoo! Uh, but if you're ever doing a ghost type movie, I would love to hear you guys do my other favorite, The Innkeepers. Uh, and then she said, thanks for the fun. Listen. So thank you, Kelly. Uh, I don't think any of us have seen the innkeepers. So mm -hmm. this is really exciting. Is it from the nineties? I don't know. Mm, I hope not. Okay. But if it's anything remotely like Mothman, Rob is screwed. Oh, so this is going to be really fun to watch. Yeah, that scared me. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm either scared on this pot or angry. I don't, it's like my two, that's my two emotions. That's about it. You know, well, I have happy sometimes if it's Lost Boy or something like that, you know. Um, yeah. yeah. So then the final pick we got for the month, we got Greg's first pick your poison. Greg, what are you picking? What shenanigans are you going to get us into? <laughs> okay. So uh, this is kind of a two-parter. The first thing we're going to do is is watch a movie. So I I'm glad that, Rob, you mentioned talking about uh, dreams and jumping in each other's dreams. How cool would that be to, like, influence them? So we're going to watch, and this is the first for us, an animated movie. It's oh. called Paprika. It's a 2006 Whoa. film. It's a Japanimation film directed by Satoshi Kon. And it's essentially a movie about um, manipulating other people's dreams and getting into people's, um, you know, Dang. subconscious thoughts. But we're actually not going to watch the movie to review it. We're just going to watch it for inspiration and for, uh, you know, thought discussion. Because what we're going to do after that is bring on a dream analyst to oh, chat with us. Shit. Oh, wow. Holy oh, shit, man. So, so fun, y'all. So her name is Lane Dolphin. She's uh, the host of haveagreatdream.com website. She's been on ABC, NBC, WGN. She's the author of Have a Great Dream, Decoding Your Dream to Discover Your Full Potential. So wow. I've been talking with her and she's really excited to j jump on with us. And so, you know, I want you guys to bring at least one of your scariest, most confusing or, you know, otherwise interesting dreams to analyze. And we'll oh my God. You know, kind of have it out with her and see how that goes. Is she going to jump in our dreams? Is she going to go in my head? She's, she, yeah, she's <laughs> connecting to the Matrix. She's going to jump in our dreams. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Dang. What are you paid? Do you want to come on for that? You want someone to go in your dreams? <laughs> 
Oh my gosh, no. That's scary. <laughs> I just, I just want to listen. You want to listen? Fair. Yeah. <laughs> you want to listen to our last episode after we get lobotomized? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's so cool, Greg. We've been talking about that for a while wow. since Greg and Laura told me their dreams, and I'm like, you guys are fucked up. We got to get somebody to talk about this shit. I'm, I'm kind of scared. What if she tells me something that I really don't want to hear? That's my all time, one of my all time biggest fears, right there, Laura. Seriously. <laughs> oh my God. She's like, you are screwed. You're yeah. going to die. <laughs> Great. If anything, we're finally going to get the answer. Is Greg really a serial killer? She's going to finally give us the answer. <laughs> She's going to, unless, and Greg's been one emailing her, so I don't know if he slipped her a 50 to not give him the truth, but I don't know. A 50, that's it? Yeah. That, <laughs> you going to need more than that. <laughs> well, she's been on CBS. That's true. She, she may, she may, yeah, that's true. She probably needs a little bit more. Oh, but, uh, but that's God. cool. Good job, Greg. That sounds super exciting and fun. I'm excited for that. I, I do have one fucked up dream I had a little bit ago. I don't really have dreams, but I had one that I was like, what is happening in my mind? So I'm glad she's going to be on to analyze it for me. Nice. Uh, cool. That wow. sounds like a really fun month. Really cool. Like I said, Paige is going to listen. You know, she doesn't want to come on. Yeah. For any I, of that shit, I cannot but... wait for that episode. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Nice. Wow. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so that's the month there. Uh, like we talked about before, if you guys like the pod, check out the merch in our merch store, tpublic.com slash user slash conjecturing pod. Also, please remember to subscribe, rate, review our podcast wherever you're listening to it on, and check out the Slash and Cast uh, podcast network, slash and cast.network, and also check out Paige's uh, podcast. You want to shout it out, Paige? Anything on Twitter you want to shout out? Yeah, um, it's Reverie True Crime, and on Twitter, you can find me at Reverie Crime Pod. And Instagram is at Reverie True Crime. Nice, nice. Yeah, everybody give her a follow. Check out her podcast. She's doing fucking, she's doing the real, the Lord's work over there. She's doing Aww, real shit. Thanks. We're just, we're just talking about bullshit. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so that's it from the gold room tonight. It's been the conjecturing. I've been Rob and Laura and Greg. And Paige. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Paige. Good job. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Until next time, remember horror subjective. So conjecture away. See ya. Bye. that green.